We're back. On a perfect day, honestly, to be podcasting, in my opinion. Perfect podcasting weather. Yeah. Dreary. Roscoe's getting comfortable. I think what we've learned about Roscoe is that he might be third host energy. He's definitely third host energy. He's very omnipresent both physically but also like if you listen back to past episodes you can hear him he's basically like the undercurrent of all of our episodes yeah well and he gives us our first like round of feedback yeah um so like right now he's he's settling in he's getting ready to listen to his Mm -hmm. his friends have a conversation licking 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 his nethers yeah as dogs are known to do dogs love that yeah but I think when we get into it, he kind of like locks in. He, he locks stops. in and he settles. Yeah, yeah. he stops. And then when it's in. when it's time to for us to stop, he like alerts us. He lets us know. Yeah, yeah. Last episode, he was like clanging in his bowl for a bit, because we were talking about oral fixation, and he was like, "I want to be a part of this." Yeah, he's like, "Girls, watch, watch what I fixate on." <laughs> this here kibble. Um. So where have you been recently? Where have I been? In my apartment a lot. Same. Which is par for the course. I've been like full full on hermit mode recently, which is is good for me sometimes. Yeah. I'm in the process of like kind of ghosting a lot of people. <laughs> I really um, <laughs> So that involves me just like kind of not going to stuff. Yeah, I'm fully about to out myself right now, but I've been dropping excuses that feel like you can't poke holes in them i've been using the phrase i have an appointment oh that's good and most people are like well i don't want to probe like it feels rude to ask what the appointment would be about right um when in reality the appointment is like me with a bowl of yogurt watching episodes of girls and that is an appointment it is an appointment it's an appointment with my health my sanity i don't care anymore about like if people don't believe me, fine. You pr- and also like you probably don't believe me. No, and it's I and that's why it's like so liberating to be like I'm just gonna come up with the most like basic yeah. like excuse in the book and like you have to accept that. I'm inches away, honestly, from just riding the like I don't want to train. I I'm like pretty much on that at this point. I think that people honestly would respect it more because then because the issue with what I'm doing now is that it's very easy to catch me in the lie. Yeah. I have an appointment where they're like, well, I'm looking at your location because obviously I share my location with most friends. Okay, it's a Zoom appointment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. With a doctor, with a if doctor. you must ask. And no, things aren't looking great. <laughs> so keep and probing. I mean, and my prescription ointment isn't working. So. <laughs> and there's a lot of burning. I won't say where. But yeah, it's been a lot. Yeah, well, I recently, someone asked me if I was, they were like, are you going to this? And I just said, no, with a heart emoji. (laughs) No. (laughs) And she was like, oh my God. And I was like, sorry. I mean, we didn't talk about going. It wasn't like I'm backing out of plans that we already had. You're just asking if I'm going to something and I'm telling you I'm not. Yeah, the answer's hard no, girl. Yeah. Yeah, I got other fish to fry. And by fish, I mean socks to wear in my apartment. There's so much that I want to do in terms of sitting in different areas of my apartment. Me too. There are so many places that I want to be There's so inhabiting. many corners of the internet I haven't scrolled through. Yeah. There are so many TikToks that I haven't watched. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, Roscoe is chewing on rubber. It's a little too early for that. Should I take it away from him? I want this environment to be like a good, happy recording environment for him too. I think it's okay. It's I feel like, like a metronome. 
Yeah, I feel like it'll definitely show up on mic. Mm-hmm. And I think it adds texture and nuance to the, yeah, yeah. the recording. Yeah, we're breaking the fourth wall. Welcome and to my apartment. Yeah, welcome to Isabel's apartment. Make um, yourself at home. Settle in. Enjoy the green cabinet on the wall. Yeah, don't sit on the couch, as I told Carrie, because Roscoe may have dragged something like eons dead onto it recently. I do kind of feel like Roscoe should be a part of the album art somehow. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Kind of like um, the Teletubby's son. Yeah. Just yeah. a face in the sky. Just like an omnipresent force. Exactly. King. King, King Roscoe King vibes. even. I love Roscoe. Yeah. He's so sweet. No, he's been handsome. And by that I mean well behaved. He's been handsome. Sorry. <laughs> Into my dog. <laughs> no, he's been hot recently. Yeah, for sure. Um, where were we just We were talking now? about... Um, being in our apartment. Wait, so what have you been up to? I mean, same. same yeah. Vibes. I traveled for... Oh, I, I don't know if I told you this, actually. I came down bad with COVID. <gasps> the when? week after your birthday, I woke up, like, on the brink of... On the brink. I felt so sick. And that was the weekend that I was supposed to participate in wedding culture. Remember? Oh, right. Why I couldn't go to your show? Yes. There's always an excuse why I can't go to your show. That was a very real one. Yeah. Tested, hard positive. Oof. But I didn't want to text you because I didn't want to thwart your show, which might have been irresponsible of me. Oh, well, I wasn't sick. Yeah. And I figured you, we would have texted if either of us felt gross post-birthday. Yeah. So anyway, fine. it came down bad. And so I was locked into my apartment from that Friday, basically through the next Friday. Wait, so whose wedding was it that you couldn't go to? Cousin? Don't make me say it. Don't make me say it. <laughs> yeah, I figured. I just didn't. I wanted to confirm. Yeah, that's last episode. We yeah, we can't, we can't we talk got, about cousins We got new again. topics to talk about. Uh, don't make me talk about my fucking cousins. I'm uh, sad, though. That sucks. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it sucked. But um, honestly, the weird perverse part, I was like, cool. Tennis finals are on. Oh. Take out. I loved cozies. that. Cozies. Cozies, sleepies all day long. Watching tennis is so funny because, like, they're exerting themselves to such yeah. a, an insane extent. And I'm just, like, literally wasting away on my couch. And then I'm like, why didn't you get that? Yeah, I'm like, there's no oxygen in my blood currently, but, like, Coco should have had that shot. Yeah, like, when when you're, when are you hit the ball and it went into the net, like, that was really careless of you. Yeah, embarrassing. And honestly. then I'm, like, on my fourth bag of Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you're wearing New Balance's name on your chest. Put some fucking respect on that brand. <laughs> um, but yeah, so down bad with COVID, locked up abroad, aka home. And I'm glad then, that you are feeling better. Yeah, I'm totally fine. It was honestly like the saddest part was just telling my beep <laughs> redacted. <laughs> that telling my uh, my mom's sister's daughter. <laughs> yeah, uh, that I couldn't attend their wedding, and then once that conversation was done i was like oh this is my fortress yeah this is my palatial kind of dwelling i'm just was gonna... parker here yeah and he never got it wow yeah so that took us to last weekend didn't do anything obviously even though i was healthy and then that took us through next last week didn't do anything even though i was healthy yeah. and this weekend same thing yeah i've been really busy with work which has actually been an amazing excuse for vis-a-vis my ghosting people i love that where i'm just like actually i'm really busy with work and it's not a lie like yeah. i am and by the end of the like if i work like on friday i worked no on thursday i worked six hours which is like that's a lot the though. most that i've ever done ever except for like when i was working in an office six hours street 
Pretty much, yeah. It's It's been good. Honestly, it's been really nice because I really want to be like making more money and I feel like I'm doing that. So yeah. it's cool. Are they ever making you go in or can you, are you fully remote? Uh, like there's occasionally I'll go into the office for like uh, an annual like meeting. But oh my God, it's, you're using, like people might actually think you're in the CIA the way that you're talking. Well, I, yeah, I am under NDA um, yeah. from the U.S. government, mm-hmm. so. And we do kind of have like a strange suited man in the corner of my apartment right now. Gary yeah. Gary Bronham didn't introduce him, which I thought was a little weird, but. Well, he doesn't have a name and he also doesn't speak. Yeah. Nameless, faceless. He wears sunglasses. It's very like Matrixy vibes. Yeah. And like, I'm don't want to stare too much but judging by the bulge on his ankle gun strapped gun strapped and judging by the other bulge he's turned on (laughs) hung like a goddamn horse (laughs) carrie said i want a bodyguard but he's got to have a huge penis if if he doesn't then what the fuck he doesn't have anything to like stare at live for can i say something horrific yeah of course um so in middle school there was a hot music instructor. He had one earring and he had a daughter, which I thought was kind of hot too. For and sure. he wore very tight pants and it was so clear he was packing heat. And I would stare at his crotch like from the beginning of class to the end of class, <laughs> like unbroken eye contact. <laughs> and someone in class called me out on it. Like during class? After. And I was like, I know, but be chill about it. Well, also, like, the fact that they're noticing you're staring at it means that they also notice it. Exactly. Can we talk about, like, the distinct experience of being a middle school girl who has, like, a vaguely hot teacher? (gasps) Where it's like, I look, looking back, I wonder what that was like for him. Like, I had a similar thing where, like, everybody had a crush on this one teacher. He was a Latin teacher. He was just, like a really good teacher and like really enthusiastic and like encouraged everyone and yeah. always brought like latin is like kind of considered like a boring subject but he infused it with so much like fun and like excitement that he actually made everyone like really enjoy latin and also he was like really cute and he was married but um how old do you think he was he was like in his 30s oh he was God. pretty young yeah he was like perfect age i so i went to an all-girls school and Looking, oh my god yeah to, so to have a hot teacher at an all-girls school oh it's he was it yeah also because all the other teachers were like 65 of course he was like the new brand new because you have to be so careful hiring like hot male teachers at an all-guy school or yeah. an all-girls school i imagine where it's just like i feel like hiring old men is kind of like their version of the chastity belt where it's like yeah Mm-mm-mm. but also like i just imagine how difficult that was for him like to yeah. navigate not that he was like would ever have like indulged anyone's like flirtation but this the fact that so many girls were like going to his office like constantly being like oh, Make it and also like <laughs> the fact that well there's there's two flavors of this there was one flavor where I was like, I'm being so chill and subtle. And it would me come it would be like what you're describing, me coming in way after school and yeah. being like, Hey, these mints are random. Literally. And no, like And I was always like in my mind, like I'm the one that he like everyone else is yeah, like, like going crazy for him girls. and I'm just like the down to earth one who's just like actually not trying to with him. Yeah. 
And, like, for that reason, he's going to be interested in me. Uh-huh. I identify with this in my bones. I was like, look, I'm coming in. I'm not, like, coming in to be annoying. Like, I actually just, like, want to... I just want to know how you are. Like, we're just shooting the shit and, like, hanging out because we're buddies. We're friends. Yeah. Or it would be, like, lunch break when everyone is, like, famously excited to hang out with their friends. And I would be like, knock, knock. Are you free for a chat? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, in my mind, I was like, I'm so subtle. And then the other flavor of it is there was another teacher in high school. And I think at that point, I had, like, shed the middle school. Like, I basically wanted him to know that I was flirting with him. He was, like full-blown hot like i feel like in middle school i kind of like the i took a lot of liberties with yeah. what was considered good looking because i like one thousand percent anything that moved with you know with a bulge, bulge <laughs> check the box <laughs> like at that point i was like i know what i want and i want you and i was what did he teach math which was a struggle subject for me okay so he, oh like, my god and That's he knew hot. and he knew i had no chill about it i was like your sweater tie's ugly <laughs> sweater tie you know ties that are like it's very J. Crew. They're made out of like sweater material. Maybe no. they're square at the bottom instead of pointed. I do not know about that. Oh, it's like original hipster teacher outfit. Okay. But I would just like bully him in my classic flirtatious way. Yeah, in the classic, like extremely effective. Yeah. Um, negging way exactly. that you do with teachers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of like the tried and true playbook of getting that ass. <laughs> of getting that tail. Yeah. He sure. probably reported me to like every outlet imaginable. He was like, hey, I'm going to deal with this because like I'm mature, but um, Isabel is sexually aggressive towards me. Like my name was probably on a hit list. Well, and it's funny because like obviously there's a huge issue of like male teachers, like preying on young women or whatever but like no one really talks about young women preying on male teachers <laughs> absolutely say that say that no we gotta we gotta we gotta talk about that more um i feel like i don't know what like support systems are in place for those teachers like the desirable <laughs> teachers because like i imagine that like they need like they need to figure out like, the boundaries that you have to have like while also not like making someone yeah. embarrassed for like doing what they're doing like yeah i wonder i honestly wonder if there's like trainings that they go through i'm sure i yeah. feel like there have to like, be don't encourage it don't laugh right don't laugh don't encourage it but also like don't like you still have to, like you still have to like be yeah the, your same self and be like friendly or whatever with I mean, I don't know. And you can't humiliate them. Right, don't humiliate them. Because they're formative and they're learning ultimately. And like, let them stare at your bulge if it makes you uncomfortable, sorry. Yeah, we're not asking you to whip it out. (laughs) But like, let the girls stare. (laughs) Uh, The other piece of this is that at the time, I considered them like very old. And in retrospect, I'm like, there were some hot fucking teachers who i think were literally 27 yeah children children and i knew that because in where i went to high school there was this like big music festival honestly i think it was sponsored by sweet green sweet life have you heard of it i've heard of sweet life is it sponsored by sweet green yeah <laughs> did i not just say that? Uh, no you did <laughs> you did but I, I thought you were like joking no it's like for sure sponsored by sweet green so it, that's good that must be oh it's great, great everybody food. gets a harvest bowl yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Re- exactly everyone's walking around smelling like guac greens <laughs> onions on the breath 
But we went and I was absolutely fucking plastered. Like I classic like filled a Poland Springs water bottle full of vodka and just like sipped at it for 12 hours. And then I ran into another hot teacher and he, he was sitting on the lawn with like a girl in between his legs oh, and they were holding like Bud Light tall boys. And that broke the fourth wall for me where I was like, you and I are not that different. Right. I'm not attracted to you anymore. Right. Like we're just, we're all heathens. You're attainable now. Yeah, exactly. So. And like if I probably, no, I, I was going to say if I tried hard enough, we could probably hook up, but that is fully not what would have happened. <laughs> I was yeah, wearing a lot of like low ponytails in high school. Yeah, I'm sure you were looking so good. I was looking athletic. We'll leave <laughs> it at that. <laughs> yeah, I those teachers have they went through a lot. They did. Yeah, they really did. I'm like looking back. I'm like I am pretty embarrassed <laughs> about like the genuine belief that I had that like. I could kind of break through if I was just like chill and cool enough. Yeah. But that was also just like a overall ethos that I had that I used to about everything, whether it was like the cool girls or like hot boys or like teachers. I'm different. I'm different. And I'm like so down to earth and you're going to be blown away by how mature and wise I am beyond my years. Dude. Yeah. No, you're speaking my language. Yeah, it didn't really work, but um, that's okay. No, that's okay. It's funny, though, because, like, I had very... um, This is actually a topic I want to discuss on a later or an earlier pod, but I'm kind of sad that I didn't have... You were just talking about this. I didn't really have, like, formative teachers. I had teachers who I had, like, formative... My formative years with, where I was like, wow, I was a real asshole. And she was, like, very sweet to me when she could have been really mean and harsh. Yeah. But I don't really have teachers where I'm like, oh, you molded my world view. Like you shaped the way that I think about something. Yeah. Well, it's rare to have them. Yeah. Like (laughs) this podcast is brought to you by Hydro Flask. (laughs) Have you ever been thirsty? Drink up. (laughs) Thanks, Hydro Flask. Thanks, Hydro Flask. Aw. Um, yeah, I feel like it's so rare to have a teacher who takes their job, like, goes above and beyond. It was eighth grade Latin. And after class, he was like, Carrie, you gotta say after class. Did he sit you down? He was like, you've got potential. He said, are you going to take Latin next year? Because be- in high school, it became an elective. Yeah. And I was already taking Spanish, so I wasn't going to take two languages. And, I- and he was like, hey, are you going to take Latin next year? And I was like... Um, probably not. I was just gonna, I would take Spanish and he was like, you need to, you should really take, you should really consider taking Latin because you got potential. Yeah. And I did. I took Latin for the next three years because of him. He said, you've got that touch. Yeah. He was, he just was like, I mean, I'm sure he was trying to just like keep people in the class and he's so passionate about it, but it felt good to be encouraged. Yeah. I mean, I, um... The only teacher who had that with me, she, it was a weird dynamic because she was like, you, she was really young. I think that she was like possibly fresh out of college and this was her first teaching job and she was Mm -hmm. super precocious um, and like very smart. And for whatever reason, like I really liked biology. Maybe I like still esteemed myself to be a dolphin girl deep down. Sure. Um, 
but she had like a very similar conversation with me where she was like, I think that you should like consider AP bio. Like, I think that that would be an important step for you. And I like fully did take AP bio, but then she was so, she became really mean to me. Why? I don't know. What would she do? She, I think that she was always like a very quiet, she was very quiet. Like she was a very shy, reserved person. And again, like 25. So thinking about a 25 25 year old now, I'm like, that is, you might as well be a teen. No, and no 25 year old should be in charge of a class of children. Like it's, I'm just like me at 25. Oh my God. Yeah. I was so fragile at 25 yeah. and she was teaching high schoolers who are just like famously assholes. Who are like one year younger than Exactly. <laughs> and I was just loud. Like I just was a very, I said what was on my mind. And I think that that really, maybe it was triggering to her. Like maybe there were people in high school who I reminded her of where she was like, you're bad news. Yeah. But we had a, a very good relationship. And then I think that she started to pay more attention to who I was outside of her classroom and was like, actually, never mind. You're a piece of shit. And she kind of turned on me. Damn. Maybe there was like trouble at home. Yeah. For her. Yeah. That could have been it. Cause that seems like a strange pivot. Yeah. But I also have had like teachers where like their impact on me was fully net negative. Oh, like I I had this one teacher in middle school who accused me of plagiarism in front of the entire class. That's brutal. Which was false. How did she even find like an organic way to say that? It was really passive aggressive the way that she phrased it. She was like basically insinuated that it was too well written. Dude, first of all, I don't buy it with you because I feel like you were kind of a golden student. Me? I just get the sense that you were. Well, also, if it's about, like, the way it's written, like, what was it, what do you think I did? Do you think I went online and, and right. like, found a paper, like, about farming in the Middle Ages or something or right. whatever the fuck it was? Like, I wrote it. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, sorry that I'm good at this. Well, like, every time it happened, because it happened a lot in high school, the implication was always, like, there's no way you are smart enough to write this. That's what it was. She was basically like, like, how fucking dare you? Yeah. This kid is 15. And like, first of all, don't embarrass them like that in front of an entire class. And second of all, how about like taking a beat to celebrate a kid for writing a good paper before you like accuse them of copying something? Right. Like, it's just, it was very much something that she should have, if she just, and that's why I think, that's how you know there was like no real basis for the accusation because she didn't treat it like right. a real thing. She just wanted me to feel less small. than. Yeah, yeah. She wanted me to feel small. Yeah. 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 Well, and that's, yeah. Cause the opposite side of the, cause there are teachers who just like were meant to be teachers where it was like, Oh, I have your number. Like, even if you're a little wily, even if you're a little wily, like I'm still going to invest in you because like, maybe you remind me of myself or like, sometimes you can just channel that into like really powerful things too. And I feel like I had, again, like they didn't shape my worldview, which I kind of wish I had from like a subject standpoint. Yeah. But they were just like very understanding of the face of life I was in. Right. And then the opposite side of that, which is kind of what you're describing is like, 
there were just other teachers I had where I'm like, why of all things did you choose to spend time with kids if you are just going to be cruel all the time? Literally. Like, why are you, you're like a mean, nasty person. And like, it's almost like you view it as your life's goal to like, make sure that the next generation of children also is like bitter and annoying. Yeah. Like, is this your way of getting back at a teacher that you had? Right. Like, why spend this much of your life with children if you hate them so much well also that same teacher who accused me of plagiarizing she was in charge of the um seventh and eighth grade musicals uh, which and, of course you were very invested in which I, imagine. I really like i was so excited for them and it was the kind of thing where at, like anyone who auditioned was in yeah. the show yeah so no one got cut but both years i was like one of the last people on the call, like on the cast list, like I was like basically an extra and like I literally have like musical talent and like was just passionate about it. And there are people who like did actively like did not have good voices or have good pitch who were given like solo parts. Yeah. And then of course, like I got to high school and, you know, made it into the acapella group and like thrived or whatever. But like, it was so obvious that she like wanted me to fail and like wanted to like make me feel bad. Yeah. And it's I'm like, like so blatantly vindictive. What the fuck did I do to you? So same, same, but different. The AP bio teacher had it out for me. Like she did not like me and made another ac- like similar accusation, not based on anything. We like had some lab that we were working with. I think it was an E. coli lab. And E. coli famously smells like it's putrid. And so I made a comment where I was like, oh my God, that smells like trash. And without confronting me, this AP bio teacher went to our principal and was like, I don't trust Isabel in a lab setting. She huffed E. coli, used those words. She huffed E. coli in my lab. And the principal was like, can we talk? Like to take it to the principal is crazy. Behind my back, like didn't say anything in class. So anyway, this all goes into some case file that basically at my high school, like you applied to be in the National Honor Society before you graduated. If you had a certain GPA and you took like a single AP class, you were in. Like it wasn't an application process. It was mostly like similar to what you're describing. If you try out, you're in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I applied and I didn't get in, which is like on objective metrics, like did not make sense. Right. This is so uninteresting. But I appealed the application. It came to light. Basically, like, found out that I applied. And we're like, we don't think that she has, like, the character to be in the National Honor Society. That is crazy. What is, like, your life must be so small and miserable that you want to strip this from a student who is, like, a young person who doesn't know themselves really all that well, who has yet to go out into the world, like who is maybe just dealing with stuff yeah. or like if they act out, like you don't fucking know. Like, right. Also it'd be one thing crazy. if I was like a wily, crazy presence in your classroom and a bad student, but like I just was a little loud and was getting good grades. And for some reason they wanted to hold that against me. I'll say my hater's name is, you listening? You can suck my dick, dude. Like, I'm 30 years old now, and I'm not afraid of you. Yeah. So come find fucking Gary. Also, like, just 
what you did was so pathetic and lame as hell and like i'm sorry i'm actually sorry for you that your life is so sad that it involves taking middle schoolers down a peg like i already had full cystic acne i didn't need your help feeling bad about myself wait that is such an important point i wasn't even fucking hot I was, what were you threatened by? I wore a low braid with my one curly bang clipped back. I wore high half calf socks and Sperry's. My calves were way too big. I got excellent grades and I pay attention in your class. And who, yeah, who the fuck are you to squander my interest in science? Yeah. And then she could have been an astronaut if it weren't for you. I could have been out there chasing tail dolphin tail specifically <laughs> i really i could have been jacques clouseauing myself out there and yeah you and were, now you just created a new another podcaster yeah because exactly. you didn't support women in stem uh, uh, say that say that <laughs> she's the enemy here not me yeah i also think like i'm sure that you as a child and a te- teenager like had the same level of like wit and humor and smarts like that you have today and i'm sure that that alone was threatening because i think that's what it was yeah she was just quiet and shy and i think that immediately when she like put some wind under my sails was like what have i done she's a monster secretly and then wanted to take it all away because it made her feel powerful yeah so yeah that was high school in a nutshell getting in trouble (laughs) that's no ruckus (laughs) yeah (sighs) I don't have anything else to say about that. Teachers teachers can have a big influence. Yeah. yeah. Either they are amazing or they suck. Mm-hmm. The last thing I'll say about teachers, because it actually is relevant to what came up in an earlier pod, another bad teacher, I think I said his name, and if I hadn't, I'll say it louder. <laughs> say it with me. <laughs> and... We were taking a fill-in-the-blank quiz, which are my least favorite types of quizzes. Oh, really? I love those. It's just like, I, I would much rather see the potential answer there. I'm a multiple choice Oh, multiple early. choice. Yeah. Okay. This was fill-in-the-blank, and one of the answers to one of the questions was Phyllis Wheatley. And I grossly misspelled Phyllis Wheatley's name, and he read my answer out loud and goes... Who put Syphilis Wheatley down? Like, anyone, anyone, anyone. He was like, oh, I see. It's Isabel. He was like, Isabel put Syphilis Wheatley down. He, like, turned my paper and showed it to the class. Um, well, he probably thought, was it really spelled, like, No, I probably, like, no, it was, I fully did P-H, because I know that that's how you spell. Yeah. Well, now I can't even remember her name. Phyllis. Phyllis. <laughs> I'm probably I probably I probably spelled it like Phileas or something insane. Yeah. Um there was so the shame-based approach in, in teaching, I will just never I will those tiny little moments have stuck with me forever. Oh yeah, you never forget. Like I mean I remember Mrs. accusing me well, of say it with me. One more time. Suck my dick. Um <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think, because also she's one of these people who, like, is on the surface, like, really peppy. She was very, like, Dolores Umbridge vibes. Mm. There, we had, like, all these rules, because I went to all-girls school, and there was, like, uniform stuff, and for a while, they were, like, really cracking down on socks. Mm. They were, like, you had to 
be wearing like a certain like you your socks had to be like visible but they couldn't be like too high and like they couldn't have logos on them or whatever and so one time like my sister had like was wearing like nike socks that had like a logo on it and she would be like those socks aren't in the code those socks aren't in the dress code it's like she'll say it like that no and it's like ew stop talking to me yeah like don't you don't have to like pour syrup on it just get me in trouble yeah i kind of like being yelled at right it it would turn me on were you wearing kilts i was wearing i was wearing kilts yeah we both were wearing kilts what was your tartan plaid what was the uh like what did it look like well we had three different kinds you could wear okay plain blue navy hot then there was plaid like blue with white okay plaid cute and then there was a kind of easter yellow oh that wouldn't have been for me passed out no and it was like not for anyone like (laughs) it was like the random weird girl would like wear the yellow kilt like there was always like one or two people wearing it but no one else what is it about private schools in easter yellow because i so famously our kilts were heinous they were like gray blue yellow easter yellow like a composite of the worst colors on the color wheel and we could wear up until senior year we could wear two color polos it could be white or it could be navy Mm -hmm. and then senior year as like a special treat the seniors could wear a yellow egg colored like it was like it was a gift it was like yay like your final year here you like no you can't go off campus for lunch but like yes you can wear this eggshell colored yellow polo we had this other opposite thing where like in middle school between fifth and seventh grade all students of those years had to wear a yellow polo and it wasn't easter yellow it was like mustard yellow and then when you entered eighth grade you could wear um white and and you we wore white for some reason so on the last day of seventh grade everyone would take like their yellow polos and like you would write on them like it was a yearbook and so it was like this whole like um ceremony but yeah, it's like you graduated out of the mustard yellow. We graduated in, baby. Also, I was sweating like a fucking hog all through high school, and the only colors that we wore were conducive to sweat stains. Yeah. With the exception of a navy polo. Were you a big navy polo girl? It was like the only one that I could get away with wearing and not looking gross in. My yeah. yellow ones fully pitted out. My yellow ones can't even talk about what I did to those. And then that was just in the spring and summer when it was like kind of warm out. In the winter, we were in button-down Oxfords. Mm. Also yellow, also white, and baby blue. That's kind of cute. I mean, like in theory, of course, but when you're sweating like you have a hormone disorder the way that I was, it's not as cute. We could also only wear brown and black. I think it was brown and black shoes. And like I, one year, I think got a pair of like black vans with a white van logo on it mm. and that was like a hard no so they were very stringent about it Ugh. which is why i wore sperry's for like a significant chunk of my that was life. one thing that they 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 were pretty okay with like us wearing whatever shoes like we, i was we were wearing uggs oh Hell yeah i was wearing uggs deep into the summer months i didn't yeah. care with socks pulled above the uggs oftentimes i would wear uggs folded down i would have the big like the tall uggs those were huge yeah I miss I miss Uggs. Uggs. I'm going to bring... We're going to bring Uggs. Back. I know. I think I'm going to treat myself to, like, a house pair. That Sorry, but if, become... if people can have girl dinner and be girl whatever... I can have I can moose wear shoe. Uggs. I can have moose shoe. <laughs> I can be moose shoe. 
<laughs> yeah, keep your girl dinners. I want I my mammoth wear feet. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about this girl trend? Oh yeah, since I, we're talking about girlhood in general, girl dinner, girl, girl dinner. math, girl fucking insert the blank. I'm just a, I'm just a teenage twenty-seven. What is it like? I'm just a twenty-seven-year-old teenage girl or whatever. Like, yeah. What are your, like, first blush? Um, generally speaking, I hate it. Mm-hmm. I do, I am complicit in some ways. Like, yeah. if I um, have to do anything I don't know how to do physically, like, if it's fixing my car, like, For fixing whatever, sure. then I'm a little girl. One of my theories is that there's this, like, phenomenon now where we, like, when the pandemic started... We were kind of like not really adults, like you know, those of us who are like in our twenties at that point, and then like now we're like adults, but like we don't like the world that we're living in is like not. Yeah, it's we don't feel like we are because we've been stunted or like. I can't, I'm not describing it. No, no, no. Did you read the pandemic skip article? No, I saw it, but I didn't read it. It's okay. Well, you are clairvoyant. It's basically that where it's like we have skipped into a completely new phase of our life without having any of the life stuff attached to it. Yeah. So mentally, we still feel the age that we were before we were locked down. Right. But physically and like life stage wise, we're beyond that. So everyone has just kind of like skipped three years in terms of like their physical age, but has like stayed firmly rooted where they were before the pandemic. Yeah. Which I think is why it's so jarring that all of our friends are having babies and getting married where it's like, whoa, wait, we're children. Yeah. And then you'd say that to a friend and they're like, no, I'm 31. Like <laughs> I, it's time for me to get married and have a kid. Like right. it's not insane that I'm doing that. Right. And I also think there's like, there's not, um, sorry, I'm like, my brain just stopped working. I mean, there's like a full 45 minutes in here that's fully unusable based on Roscoe <laughs> digging out of his health. And us just implicating all of our and former teachers. Us literally doxing. I, like, truly, these people are unhireable now. <laughs> we could, honestly. Yeah, we were doing a public service. Um... Sorry, I can't believe we named as many names as we did. Suck Carrie's dick. <laughs> Keep going about girl stuff. Okay. I think because the world seems so scary and everything is so expensive and like inflation, like there's no upward mobility and everybody's getting laid off and there's yeah. just like so much uncertainty that I feel like there's this temptation to be like, but I'm just a little girl. Like, yeah. how am I supposed to be in this these conditions when I'm just like a little girl? Yeah, that's interesting. A hundred percent. I also think it's like the anti. It's the antithesis of girl boss, which everyone has just like yes. fully rebuked. Yeah, where it's like fuck off about like I have to have this corporate job and have ten side hustles and like no, I'm actually just gonna eat my fucking nuts and be bad at math and be really helpless and fuck you about it. I also, it's like reclaiming that. Yes. Which I kind of respect. Right. But maybe there's just like certain elements of it or like certain iterations of it. Like I, I keep coming back to the girl dinner thing where I'm just like, let's not have anything tied to food and girls. Yeah. Ever. 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 Again. Like let's end that 
anything that implicates bodies, let's end that yeah. real quick. And the fact that like that trend hasn't been canceled is like honestly surprising to me. Yeah. I've definitely seen a lot of critiques of it yeah. with that in mind. I also wonder if it's like in another way is kind of like a rejection of like what's expected in terms of like domesticity and like yes. cooking and like girl dinner. Like I, I'm a girl, I'm supposed to know how to cook, but actually all I know how to do is put cheeses in a bowl. Yeah. Um, I actually read something that's interesting um, that described essentially that. Are, liter- are you like the ghostwriter for most thought pieces? It I wish. seems like you might be. <laughs> um, but it was basically the idea that when it comes to entertaining for anyone but herself, a girl is capable of preparing a really nice dinner. Oh. But when it comes to themselves and feeding themselves, they're willing to sacrifice everything. And Interesting. So, but, but it kind of, yeah, what you're describing, where it was just like, girls don't need food. If, if they're preparing something incredible, it's like for their husband or like for their partner yeah. or for a group. But left to their own devices, they're just going to eat their fucking Cheez-Its. Yeah, I mean, it also is like burnout. Like, yeah. I feel like, I mean, I definitely, when I was like working nine to five, like I was not coming home and making like gorgeous meals for myself. No. I was like making Annie's mac and cheese yeah. or like whatever, just something so easy. So I feel like it's also kind of speaking to like just there being like a lack of ability to like invest in yourself. But I just like reject that. Like make I don't know I I go back and forth I guess because like on one hand I see it's crazy it's I didn't a even, crazy t- like it's cr- it's a crazy trend it is a crazy trend because I think the other part of it is like okay and I think it goes back to like the rejection of girl boss stuff where I'm like maybe it's cool that we're reaching like maybe it's kind of feminist in a weird way that we yeah. can just be like look how gross and like uninvested we are in like at the end of the day we're just girls who are gonna throw together a random gross dinner and no i'm not a woman in stem i actually don't it doesn't make any sense when i add things up in my head like maybe it's just kind of like we're reaching a point where it's rebuking the idea of like feminine ideals yeah fine yeah but I think the way that some of these have come to life are actually just reinforcing them. 1,000%. Also, like, I have something to say after this, but the, like, another, uh, like, iteration of the girl thing is, like, this people expressing contempt around, like, the feminist movements, like, it fighting for women to be able to have jobs. Right. It's like, why did women fight to have jobs? I don't want a job. I just want to, like, sit in my house. Which, like, I do relate to that. Um, But I also feel like that's another aspect of this whole thing of, like, women just, like, don't... Like, what do we actually want? Like, do we want to sit at home? Do we want a job? (laughs) Right. Okay, but I have something else. I have something... I have a half-baked theory that I was thinking about on the way here. Okay. Um that I'm probably not going to be able to express because I'm, like, not being articulate right now. But it's this is going to be, like, heteronormative, but um, I feel like the girl thing is kind of, like, a response to there not being any real men. Mm. Like, I could probably count on one hand the number of, like, men that I have met and that I've met boys. 
Yeah. And I feel like women are constantly being like, we're in these relationships with men who, who should be like able to take care of us or like able to be emotionally available or be mature in a specific way. And like, they just simply are not. Yeah. And so I wonder if like the girl thing is kind of like, well, if you're going to be a little boy, then I guess I'm a little girl. Oh, interesting. Like, if oh, yeah, you're going to be a little boy, but no, I'm not going to make your dinner. Right. And, like, no, I'm not going to take care of you. Like, I guess we're just going to both have to be helpless then. Sorry. Right, exactly. Like, if, like, I feel like so many women, like, want to be in, like, mature relationships with men, but then, like, we, they can't be. And so it's rather than, like, face the reality of having to be a grown-ass woman on your own with very little possibility of there being a real man to like be there with you yeah i'll just like remain helpless and be like and stay stunted in the same way that boys are also staying stunted interesting does that make sense no it does make sense because it's not like on the other side of it there's like a man who's making the dinner and you know like a man who yeah it's like we're both wallowing both genders are wallowing. Right. And neither is responsible for fixing that. Like, I don't... I I hesitate to frame it as this, like, rebellious thing of, like... Oh, I do think it's rebellious. Yeah, for sure. But I don't think it's empowering for women to yeah. be, like, positioning... For grown-ass women to be positioning themselves as little girls. Like, for me, turning 30, I loved that because I'm, like oh, cool, I'm a woman. And, like, I am going to take steps in my life to embody that fully and to, like, not be dependent upon any, like, obviously I'm still dependent upon some things, but, like, I don't want to be a little girl. Like, I did that, and that's not empowering for me. Like, Yeah, 100%. I guess it's just, like, it's easier... I... I think there are ways to show that we're unraveling without being like, we're just babies. Yeah. Like, we can also unravel as, like, fucking adults, too. You know what else I'm really tired of that's, like, not really... It's, like, kind of adjacent to this, but not fully, like, about the girl thing, is, like, the little treat culture. Mm. I'm so... And people think they're being funny still when they're like, sorry, I can't, I have to go get a little treat. Like... Fuck right off. Just... Wheat your fucking croissant. Just... I get it. Like... It's just not funny to me anymore. It's not unique. Like, it's not interesting. I feel like we had this conversation, like, ages ago, too. But just, like, the epidemic of every joke being the same. Yes. Oh, my God. Like, find something, anything else that's funny. And I also think it maybe is just, like, a product of us having so much access to each other at this point. Like, there's going to be parallel thinking in every everywhere definitely but like the number of times that i've just seen like the exact same tweets from different people and they're all (laughs) going viral and i'm like i know how is this happening it's it breaks my brain yeah like can this end now Mm -hmm. can this end now and can we just like focus on a new thing that women and girls are doing that's not like eating like birds and like wrapping themselves in blankets and being sad like and also by the way i am like very pro like getting in touch with your inner child like i think that is like you know i'm all about that i'm all about her i also feel like if we're channeling inner child stuff like i was a bossy fucking kid like i wasn't a little wet leaf 
you know, I was a miserable time for most parents. Yeah. So if like we're channeling that inner child, I was in overalls and dressed like a train conductor most of the time. <laughs> so channel that, friends. I literally looked like Bob the Builder. I have so many other things to say about girl trend. I just don't have the brain synapses are not happening for me today. I mean, you've been like actually driving this conversation forward, so I don't believe that. No, because I think that you're this, having profound thoughts. I think that this, this entire mind. episode is going to be bad. <laughs> we are not gonna like it. <laughs> I mean, we, yeah, we really let ourselves kind of. I thought the teachers' part was really good. That stuff stays. Um. Anything else you want to pick my brain about while you have me? Let me, um, I really want to go to Greece. Mm, Same. Said every girl ever, but. I know, but because Greece hits. Yeah. (laughs) There's a reason why everyone goes there. No. Yeah, me neither. But that's like, I'm, I'm trying to get over that with like cliche travel places too. I'm like, there's a reason why everyone wants to go to fucking Cinque Terre because it's gorgeous and the food's delicious. Also like. There's not that much time left. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna hit the spots. We gotta live our lives and, like, not just hide what we wanna do because it's cringe or whatever. Exactly. Go to your, go to, go to Mykonos. Go to Greece. Dance around in a little lame suit the way that Lindsay did for us so many years ago. I would love to, I would love that. I, I really see, like, an Adriatic Sea vacation for you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm going to keep visualizing that so that it manifests. Yeah. And it, like, if you want to kind of like pop me into those visions every now oh, and then. Oh, I would love for you to, for us to go on it. That would be so fun. We could just be like comfortably silent next to each other. And then we could like record a podcast like by the ocean. Yeah. And instead of Roscoe lapping his bowl, it's the waves lapping at the shore. <laughs> Imagine that, folks. Picture and that see- in your mind's eye. Why don't you? So if you want to fund that, um, feel free to Venmo us Carrie directly. Will be dropping the link. Yeah. And you know, in the sound, show notes. Sound off. And if you were one of our former teachers who wronged us and you would like to sort of remedy that via... Here's your chance. That this is now your chance. Here's your chance. And we might even, if you do choose to donate, we might redact your name from the podcast. If you Maybe. choose to donate, like we'll take this whole episode down. For sure. And we will actually, I'll come back and say, don't suck my dick. Yeah. You know? Look at it. Look at don't it. Suck it. Admire it. Don't, you don't need to do anything to you it. You don't need to, unless you want to. In which case, that's your call. <laughs> yeah, that's your call. That's totally your call. Um, Carrie, any parting words? Yeah. Um, can suck my dick. I also can't find a photo of her, but... Um, and we're going to end this podcast like we do every podcast. We're going to say, you can, you can suck, suck Carrie's my dick. dick. All right. Love Bye, you everyone. Love you. Bye. Miss you. Hope you enjoyed this.